Teaching Brute. Today we are embarking on our series about Responsive Classroom. Yep. Um, responsive Classroom is a movement that's I think had been happening in the in the United States, particularly uh, for a good few years now. And there's a lot of schools that have become what we call RC schools or Responsive Classroom schools. Um, and um, it's become a bit of a push in the school I'm in right now. And I actually, I did the course uh, over this past summer and thought it was a really valuable tool um, and started implementing the stuff in my classroom this past year. And as a matter of fact, started doing it a bit before I even did the course. Um, so there's been a lot of value seen in Responsive Classroom, both in terms of uh, my personal experiences as well as other people in my school having some very, very positive, uh, positive, uh, basically positive things that have come out of it. So we're here to kind of break it down into a few different parts. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is the idea of a... An opening. Uh, oh, Let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. The opening for the elementary teachers, it's called the morning meeting. For specialists... The opening. The opening. <laughs> um, the opening. Maybe it's the opening sequence, but it's it's the opening. It's the beginning. And a very good place to start. It is. It is a very nice place to start. And I think throughout the course of this podcast, you're going to hear different different wording used depending on if it's a specialist or an elementary teacher's way. Because the morning meeting is significantly longer for an elementary classroom than it is for a specialist for pretty obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, being that. You know, elementary teachers get them for five hours a day, and specialists get them for one hour every cycle. So it tends to be, it tends to look a lot different. Um, even classroom to classroom, it can look a bit, it can look fairly different. But there are some key things that transfer across. Yeah, just they might have slightly different titles on them, but they're effectively the exact same thing. Yes. So for us specialists, first thing that we have is our entry how they are going to walk into the classroom. Are they going to be talking? Are they going to be silent? Is it a mob scene? Is it an orderly line? How are those kids going to be entering the classroom? That's your orderly entry. Yeah, and the operative word there of being orderly. Because <laughs> ideally, if you want things to start off efficiently, then you want it to be done in an orderly way that has been modeled by the teacher, no matter if it's an elementary teacher or not. Though officially not part of the morning meeting, um, an entry is just logical, and it is made, and if you go, there's a book, there's a, we're actually getting reference from a few books, by the way, but the book I'm thinking about right now is the first six weeks of school, where they do blatantly talk about how students should enter and exit the room. Yes. Um, and so that part is very consistent across both. And if you're a specialist teacher, there is the Responsive Classroom for Specialist book, and yep, that first chapter is how to enter orderly. So entering orderly for an elementary teacher at the beginning of the year, what we what a lot of us do is have them line up outside the room with their backpacks. Um, typically on the second day, the first day you're showing them what your expectations. So you're going to have them sitting down on the first day at a seat, and then you start to introduce this idea of what it's going to look like on the second day. And you have them line up outside the room with their backpacks ready to go in a quiet, orderly manner. And then you get them to enter and try it. Yeah. And then oftentimes if they don't do it right the first time. You have everyone go back out again with all the backpacks and try it again. And the repetition of that behavior eventually creates that orderly protocol for the morning. So, I mean, it's a, it's a matter of getting them used to what a good entry looks like every single morning 
for you as an elementary teacher? Yes, and we will get into the interactive modeling in a later episode. Yes. So basically, everything will be modeled at some point, and we'll talk about how to do that in more detail later on. Um, once the kids are in the door, then there is some sort of a warm-up task awaiting them. Uh, there's a greeting that will happen, and as a specialist teacher, that greeting may be you, you know, still cleaning up instruments from the last class, and you call a hello over the, your shoulder to say, hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome, come on in. Um, they do recognize, Responsive Classroom recognizes that that transition between classes is very precious time, and you're usually running off your feet at that point. Now, for the elementary teacher, the morning message is, it's their entry point, but you have a lot more time than the specialist teacher does. Typically, in the case of our school, or in a lot of schools, they typically have 15 to 20 minutes as an entry time. Um, so I would have a uh, morning message displayed. A lot of teachers will physically write it. I prefer to have it as a, uh, a slide on the screen, as, as do several other teachers at my school. And it is literally a letter to their class, uh, often starting with, hello, and then you insert something creative, typically related to the day. For example, um, we had our track and field day recently. And so on my morning message, I had, hello, track and fielders. And then you had, you know, you kind of talk about what you've been learning about uh, and where you're going to go. And you maybe even want to use it as a bit of an entry task for a lesson later. Or you may use that time to catch up on some grammar. Um, but it also involves typically some sort of interactivity with them. Like you may write down, you know, please put a sticky note on the whiteboard that may talk about how a seed gets food or what some examples of seeds are or they may it might be a reflection on the previous day and there's a lot of different ways that you can write morning messages um, and a lot of different ways that they can be seen um, you may have a t-chart up there that maybe it looks like sounds like activity um, you may have you know a, a passage for them to edit typically your in your morning meeting the, the thing they're doing before the actual morning meeting begins, the morning in the morning message, is, is something that relates to the day. Yeah, so on the specialist side, your warm-up task could be something like kids getting their instruments out or getting, if you're an art teacher, they may be getting some drawing supplies or covering their tables in newsprint, getting ready for something a little bit messier. Um, and then you will have that posted message again. And your posted message... Um, could be the agenda, could be the day's agenda. You know, we're gonna start off with this and then we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do that. Could be the learning goal, might be both. Um, you might also state what learning has happened already. You know, we've finished this part of the project, now we're gonna be working on that part of the project. And again, you could end with a question to help stretch their thinking. Get them to post up something. Um, or it could be something where they're signing up for what activity they're going to work on today. So it's like, I'm going to start with melody. I'm going to start with harmony. I'm going to start with rhythm. Um, so yes, there's different ways that that will look in a specialist classroom. Cool. Um, typically after, in the case of the elementary class, we're going to go back and forth here a little bit. Um, for the first 10 or 15 minutes, you give them time to complete the task, read the morning message. Obviously, some buses may arrive late, so you give them time. If you're a, a busing school, um, you give the time, give literally the class time to enter and get the activity done. 
In the case of my school, that typically ends up being 15 to 20 minutes. And then roughly by, you know, 8 or 8.30 or depending on when you start in the day, you'll actually have your official morning meeting. Um, that morning meeting starts off with the greeting in the case of the elementary teacher. Um, the greeting um, sets a positive tone for the class for the day, uh, provides a sense of recognition and belonging in the classroom because Responsive Classroom is all about creating that sense of community and yep. growth and helping students learn each other's names at the beginning of the year, which is critical. Yep. But in general, getting to know more about each other throughout the whole year. And it also gives practice and offering hospitality and politeness to each other. Um, so that greeting just kind of setting a positive tone and letting students know how their day is going to go. There's a lot of students that like structure and that really need that structure. And to tell you the truth, if they don't get it, they feel a bit awkward for the day. So it lets them know how the day will, will go. Absolutely. Um, and as a specialist, the added bit to that greeting that you're going to have is you're going to do a bit of a mood check. So you want to mood check the students. Don't forget to mood check yourself because mm. it could be that these kids coming into your room right after lunch and they just had this big lunch of carbs and they're all rather dozy and you might need to do a bit of an energizer, which we'll explain in the later podcast, um, in order to get them ready to go. Or it could be that they've just come in from recess and something happened on the playground. There was drama and they're gonna need a calming, focusing activity that will get them ready to transition into their learning. Yeah, in the case of us, uh, the typical, typically one of the first things you do in the morning meeting, and sorry, in the, in the morning meeting greeting part of it is a brief activity where students may like high five each other and say their name, then the other person will repeat it back, or after a little while, you may get them into a big circle. And by the way, morning meeting is typically done in a big circle in, in elementary classrooms. That is kind of the, the default way. Rather than looking, rather than having the teacher be the focus, it ends up being a rather large circle. Um, example Mikey might be, and I want to have my kids do at the beginning. They literally turn to the person to their left and greet them with a handshake and saying, "Good morning. My name is," and that might be one of your first couple of days. And eventually, that might turn into. Good morning, your name is, and the person has to say their name. Mm -hmm. And then eventually that might take another step in saying, good morning, then you say something about how your day went the day before, or something that you're really interested in. Depends on what you want to go for. Um, and that may eventually turn into high fives, that may eventually turn into um, just, something, just something simple. It, it typically takes a very short period of time. Yes. Um, typically after the kind of the greeting part of it, um, for elementary teachers, we get into something called the sharing part of it. And the sharing part of it is typically related or tied into the curriculum. Um, do the specialists have something equivalent to the sharing part of it? We don't. Okay. So this is something where we just go from that posted message and our greeting of the students where we are learning all 300 names. And then we efficiently transition into the day's activity. So this is one thing, the sharing, um, we have a little bit of sharing at the closing time, but it's not in the opening. Okay, so this is, and, the, and you'll hear this delineate, I mean, the, more, the deeper we get, obviously with the, with the specialist teachers only doing five minutes, and the uh, elementary teacher typically going sometimes 15 or 20 with this, there's gonna be some obviously, some more in-depth or more kind of varied things we do. Yeah. Um, typically, there are three types of shares in the morning meeting. We've got the around the circle share where everyone has an opportunity to offer a brief sharing. We have a partner sharing, which is obviously what it sounds like. They, they 
partner up with someone and have a short conversation, or there's a dialogue sharing, which is a few students sharing one by one, and the rest of the class responds with questions or comments. And that one actually tends to be quite interesting. I remember in the course I did, uh, you might have one person stand in the middle and say, I'm, um, raise your hand if you're really interested in this thing, and that person goes to the middle. And then everyone who's interested in that has to raise their hand and switch their spot with someone else in the circle. Okay. And then the person who doesn't get the spot, because it was already someone in the middle, has to share something new. And so that ends up being, that's more like a dialogue sharing. Um... Or in around, actually, in that case, that actually blends with an around the circle sharing, too. So you end up getting some blend, some blending types of it, but it does allow some reflection. It allows some helping students get to know each other. Um, it really helps with the uh, social-emotional part of um, the responsive classroom because it allows students to kind of get to know and engage in social-emotional competencies. But especially for younger kids, that part will really engage thinking, listening, respectful, speaking, Politeness. My turn, my turn, my turn. Oh, yeah. And, and a lot of times at the beginning of the year, they want to. And sometimes you need to do a bit of a reset on the sharing in order for the, to get that to happen right. Uh, so it really does develop uh, a sense of uh, awareness for every student. Yeah. Um, and then in the case of my group, then after that, there's something called a group share. And the group share uh, often depends on what you're doing in class that day and it build but it does build the purpose of it is to build a whole class identity um so it contributes to a class a sense of community um you often get energizers in here uh it fosters active um and engagement and participation um it offers a lot of inclusion and it strengthens both sel like social emotional learning but it also strengthens academic and so academic skills as well um it's Start, they're starting to do a lot of research into social-emotional learning and yeah. how it ties back to academics. And they keep coming up with the more social-emotional learning, the stronger they are at social-emotional learning, tends to be the stronger they are at the academics as well. Absolutely. Um, you'll find RC ends up focusing a lot on various chants, games, and poems during this time. Um, that typically they're either just for a bit of fun because they've been sitting down for a little bit for the morning meeting, or they might directly integrate into the lesson. Uh, one of my favorite math ones is a game of 44s, uh, which involves them counting or skip counting by various numbers. And then the last person who gets that number is out of the game, or it, this is where, or it restarts in that way. Um, so you can integrate it with math. You can integrate it with language by creating like the one word, uh, the one word story where every student gets a word, mm -hmm. and they have to try to develop the story as the teacher writes the story on the board. Um, and another example is just a straight fun one, um, and that's called uh, Entourage. And Entourage, I actually played that with my staff at the beginning of the year uh, as part of an entry activity. It's not the Microsoft app. No, not at all. But it's great. Um, and it basically is a game. It's a game of paper, rock, scissors. Where... Laser beam? Spock? No, we don't have those parts in. Uh, sadly. Uh, but what they do do is paper, rock, scissors... And then the person who wins continues on playing. The other person has to join their entourage and cheer them on as they continue playing. So eventually you get two large entourages yelling, playing, and, screaming. yelling and screaming at each other <laughs> while, one, while, while they play a game. Then you get a winner. That one's actually very short, sweet, but the kids absolutely love it. I can see why. Oh, yes. It's very, very active, but it's a ton of fun. It is my one of my class's favorite games. Um, the chants are really good because they really strengthen literacy, listening, and speaking. Um, and there's often a, lot, a bit of coordination involved 
because they have to like snap or clap throughout them. Um, I'll admit that I haven't done a lot of these throughout the year yet. Um, I wanted to really get some routines established in my class before I did these, but I will be moving them in really, really soon. Um, and those for us are the main components of the morning meeting. All right, so then the other, the last component of the specialist is to efficiently transition from that opening sequence into whatever the day's learning is. Mm. So if you have gathered around that posted message. Oh, and one of the things I should mention, um, the posted message for specialist teachers, it's okay for it to be generic. Ah, okay. So you're teaching multiple grade levels, and if it's anything like me, you've got like kindergarten, grade four, kindergarten again, grade three, grade two. And so, you know, trying to repost all these different messages, you don't need to. You could have one generic message if that's what you wanted to do. Okay. Not a problem. And for us, we're supposed to vary up the message almost every day. Obviously, there's... They do want you to do a different message each day, but what they're saying is it's okay for that message to apply to multiple grade levels within the day. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Because otherwise, you'd be changing your message every 30 minutes. That's true. And that would take a lot... That would, there's a lot of planning involved there. Yes. Uh, we do have a, a transition time, but that's more on the interactive modeling side of it than anything else as, as to how you transition to your first activity. Yes. And for us, it's on the planning end as a teacher make sure you plan how they're going to move from one area into another uh, so that paint doesn't get spilled so that there isn't pushing and shoving for the base xylophone so all of these things which again you have your interactive modeling to show them how to do it but you as a teacher need to plan that out first yeah and, the, and it's not a trial and error thing and in the case of elementary teachers, it depends on what you're doing next. I mean, in the case, a lot of grades will just go straight into their first math or literacy. Um, others transition to a specialist right away. If you have your specialist at the beginning of the morning, you have to establish the routine of, number one, if you do, are you doing your morning meeting then? Do you have enough time? Or do you save it to after the specialist? In which case, what protocol or what procedure do you have for that? Yeah. But if you are doing the morning meeting first, what you need to establish what your procedure is for transitioning to that that first activity and oftentimes your activity that you put in place in the morning message will directly tie into the lesson and so the transition may mentally be easy and just a matter of setting up the protocol for how they physically do it well that is the opening yeah we've started at the beginning now we're going to move on. Yes. So tune in a couple weeks. If you found this one interesting, please leave a comment. Even if you didn't find it interesting, we'd happy to hear some criticisms too. Yep. Um, pass it on to other people. Like us. Follow us. Tweet out. We are at Teaching Brood. Uh, and if you do tweet out on Responsive Classroom, by the way, tweet out to Responsive Classroom as well. Because though they are the experts, ultimately, because they wrote the books. Um, so if you tweet out at Teaching Brood... I'd also be curious if you, tweet, if you tweet out at Responsive Classroom. Um, and we are getting these materials. Total props to responsiveclassroom.org if you want to know more about this sort of stuff as well. All right. Have a great weekend or a great week. Depending on what you're doing. See ya. See ya.